If you had never trained and you've never been maybe educated to be able to be a teacher in the first instance, you probably would not have identified the skills in you or the strength in you to teach outside of the educational UK educational system. But because you knew you had that strength, you had that skill, you were able to take upon yourself tutoring outside of the educational system and then eventually started coaching people. So and if you did not do it well as well, you know, there's something we human beings, we have the answers in us. Hey, hey, people, it's your girl Esther Ray, and this is not for my village people. I think perspective is actually a gift. It's a gift to have a different perspective to the other person you are having conversations with. And it just makes it all interesting, isn't it? So on this platform, we're going to share personal stories. Be open minded. Listen in, pick what you can pick from it, do you understand, on different topics, because we're going to be talking about different topics, from friendship to marriages to life happenings to growing up to backgrounds to careers to businesses. So different people will be coming on this platform and I'm looking forward to sharing my perspectives, my stories and exciting information just for you to learn from it. It won't be new things that you've not heard before, but I'm hoping this platform will serve as a kind of a reminder for you to connect back to that that you need to connect to. Once again, it's not for my village people, guys. Thank you. It's another episode of Not For My Village People. And as usual, I'm here and back again just to do my thing like I like to jibber-jabber on year. But today, just like I mentioned before, I'm going on a series right now. Do you understand? I did that episode on You've Come a Long Way. And the response I got from it, I thought, you know what? I need to make it more relatable. I need not to make it just something from Hester's Connor, Esther's story, and things like that. Because over the course of my career on doing this GB Jabber things I've been doing for a couple of years now, I've met some amazing people, both male and female, on their journey to success. And you know what I do when it comes to my business? As a career coach and a personal development coach that owns all those different organizations and working on several projects, why well, I get to meet people and when they say their stories, goodness me, when they tell me their stories, I'm like, whoa, whoa, you've been through stuff. You've been on a journey. You've done stuff for yourself. So I thought, you know what, why not bring some of those people on this platform so you can hear from them as well. And you come to understand it's not just from the Belgium, Dutch slash French, confused, knowing girl Esther that's come here to talk about how she went from cleaning toilets to this I don't like that word CEO. Today's lady, fully directorship, obsessed now kind of person. But there are also amazing people out there doing wonderful stuff from nothing, like literally nothing to something. And you out there, this is your reminder because I know you've heard it before. Just like where I'm sitting here right now, I am reading behind my monitor, which says you can do it. Yes, you can. So this is just your reminder, guys. You know, I say all the time, this podcast is not something you've never heard before. You've heard it, but now you're going to be hearing it from relatable perspectives. Perspectives that doesn't sound too fanciful that, you know what, 
Oh my goodness. Oh, I went through that as well. And it will serve as a reminder for you to know that you can be whatever it is you want to be. If you can think it, it can happen. Okay. So today, as usual, this is not for my village people. If you're a village person right now, just turn it off and get going. But if you're now, sit back, listen, get your popcorn, get your drinks, and listen. Today I've got a wonderful lady here. She's become my friend now, but initially she was a lady that just popped up on one of my complimentary sessions as well. But since then, we've actually come a long way. Oh my goodness. Or maybe she maybe we'll get to talk about some of our journeys together. But we've come a long way. She's also one of the amazing OG members of my personal development community. Bookboard. For those of you that know it, if you go on my Instagram page, I keep asking you guys to go on my Instagram page. Have you been there yet? If you've not, go on there and, you know, follow her sister and get yourself up to date on some of the amazing projects and work that I am doing, that I will still be doing, and that coming up in the corner. Okay? So she's been part of this community for a while now, and I feel like I have come to learn, see, through another perspective of how you can grow as long as you are intentional about where it is that you want to go. I like to call her Shade. That's a beautiful West African name from Nigeria. However, she is more than a Shade. Okay. We were talking not too long ago before I hit the record button. And I was like, you know what, girl, how do you want me to introduce you? And she went, you know what? I'm currently going through some phase in my life. That word, that introduction thing, it's a big deal for me right now. And I'm still finding it. So she mentioned some things and I thought this is interesting. And this is actually hmm, something I would like her to dive in as soon as we start talking. She said, I'm a work in progress. If you know this lady, you're probably looking outside from a different perspective and you think, oh, she's there. What work in progress? What does she mean work in progress? But she said to me tonight, girl, I am a work in progress. No fancy titles. I am unlocking my potential. What she mean by that, hopefully she will be able to tell us today. I don't want you to feel like this is going to be another very, very serious nitty gritty we're going to be doing right here. Don't worry, we'll, uh, we'll put some jokes in. But you know, when we're talking about purpose, when we're talking about growth, when we're talking about those you can do it kind of conversation, you probably want to get your pen and book out. Just so maybe one lesson or two will get out here. Hi, girl. Good to have you on here. Welcome to my not for my village people platform. It's good to have you here, girl. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much, Esther. Thank you. It's actually a privilege to be on here. I love the work you're doing. I think, you know, we need more people with voices like this, not for my village people. I'm a big fan. Thank you. And uh, I'm still catching up on the episodes I've missed, but honestly, it's a great platform and I'm happy that the world can hear your mindset and hear what you've got to say. I think, you know, you've got a great message. 
Thank you so much, Shade. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. But guys, you know, it wouldn't be a proper start to not for my village people if I don't do some quotable quotes, right? So we're going to be doing that yet again today. And something I found online when I was thinking about what I wanted to discuss with Shade, like the series I've been doing, you probably by now have listened to some of the other individuals I've had on the podcast already talking about the same topic, which is you've come a long way. So there's something I came across online and it reads, you are stronger than you think. You've come a long way. You should be proud of what you have accomplished and achieved so far. Shade, what do you think about that? When you hear that, you know, you're stronger than you think. You've come a long way. You should be proud of what you have accomplished and achieved so far. Telling it to your sister, what does that mean to you? Wow, I think I'll need to unravel that first come a long way first and then talking about what I've achieved so far. For me, coming a long way takes me back to the day I actually made up my mind that there was more inside of me. I had the potential to do more. So just to give a bit of context, my first degree is in pharmacology. And when I finished, I quickly secured landing myself into the teaching industry. So I was teaching for a few years. But there was one day I was standing in the classroom and I loved this bunch of, you know, kids that I was teaching. And I just thought, there's so much more to me than this. Because every year we teach the same syllabus, teach the same column. You know, it's just that those years will finish, another group will come in. And it was just the same routine. And for me, I felt, yes, I was achieving changing lives. I was helping to build the next generation of leaders, but I just knew that I wanted more. And there was so much more that I couldn't, that where I was could not, I just couldn't function. So what I did was I said, I need to sit down and see, look at the skills I had. I started looking around and I found that no one around me had done what I wanted to do. So I struggled at first and with a bit of research, I found that I could retrain, but then retrain in the IT field. And I thought, oh, okay, I could retrain. How will I go about that? Again, speaking to a friend or two, oh, you can do this course. I did. I went on a course. I did it. And not long after I was doing the practice and one of the people I trained with, she got a job and she said, do you know what, Shadi? this job, I know we trained for this, but you'll be so good at doing this role. You'd be so good at this Scrum Master thing. I was like, what's that? And I was here sitting with my certified business analyst, so proud of myself that I transitioned and I've done all this great work. And I said, what's that? And I looked at it and it had coaching, mentoring, teaching, and it was just everything. I was like, this is the missing piece. This is really is. Not long after I landed my first job. And honestly, when I landed that job, you would think I'd been doing it for 20 years. Amazing. I realized that actually this doesn't feel like work I think I'm onto something here not long after that I was bold enough to say do you know what I want to keep learning if learning for you know this two and a half years that I've done is taking me here what would happen if I continued learning and I went on this continuous learning journey but then I got to a point where I was learning but there was no growth there was no real direction and actually, I think at that point, Esther, a friend of mine had come and been on your program, on your coaching program. And I was sharing with her that, look, I know I'm doing great. You guys think I'm doing great, but there's still something more. So I'm always that person that I don't get comfortable with just knowing it all. I don't like to be, you know, the local champion. I don't like to be always the go-to person. And once I start to feel like that, 
I just know it's time to start dusting my feet and just start looking. Not because I want to earn more or anything, but I'm just someone that I love to be challenged. So I spoke to the friend. She said, oh, this person is good. Just, you know, have a complimentary session and see what it's like. And if you like it. And actually I did. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is the clarity I need. Because at that point I was setting goals, I was doing things, but there was no real structure to how I was going about it. It was a hit and miss. And then I had that session. And actually I think we did a three-year plan, five-year plan at the time. And for some reason, it just clicked that I could visualize my journey. That was the first time I started looking at visual boards and having actually a visual board, something I could look at. You know, I printed out my dream house. I printed out where I would like to see myself. And I had this board I was then carrying in my head because I'm a visual person. I like to see what I'm trying to get to. I do like writing, but pictures for me, it just goes a long way. And not just any picture. I went to, I drove around the area of the house I wanted to the street. I took a picture. I printed it. I put it on that. And I was like, this is what I want. Okay, so this is what I want, but this is my reality. How do I get there? And I knew there was no way with what I was earning that I could get there. So I started to, again, just took a step back and I said, you know what? I've got the skill. I'm actually quite good at teaching. I've acquired the skill. There's a lot of people around me that now wanted to do career change. And I just started finding myself training my friends and then friends of friends and so on. I just kind of just the teaching that I left behind, that I thought I'd left behind, obviously followed me, followed me to my day job, followed me. And I turned that into a business as well. So I started training people. And yes, all this journey hasn't been easy. And when you talk about unlocking that purpose, unlocking that intention, it's always about what is it that gives you that kick? What Mm. is it that makes you just get up? What is it that Mm. excites you? What Mm. is it that you could do with your eyes closed, right? Mm. Some people, it scares them to stand up in front of people and start talking. It Mm. literally frightens them. But some people, that's what gets them going. They just flow. Mm. It just comes natural. So Mm. if, if you're someone that you're shy, you don't like talking in front of people and you go and take a day job that you do every day and it's talking in front of people, you're really paralyzing yourself. You're really, you're not unlocking any potential. You're locking that potential because every day you're living in fear. You're living into this thing called work, which is I have Mm. to do it because I've got mortgage to pay. I've got to do it because I've got bills to pay. Mm. And I think this is where the power of having a coach is that will come in and not don't know you from anywhere, but take Mm. your reality, take your current situation and ask you some thought provoking questions. Mm. And that's where the journey can start. Just a little bit of context. When I did leave teaching, yeah, it wasn't a smooth sailing. Hmm. It wasn't like I left teaching and hey, I landed a job. I think it's, I would, I'd like to clarify that. When I was applying for jobs, I realized I had to give up my job, my full-time job, in order for me to actually transition into this new industry. Hmm. Because if you've ever been a teacher, you have to give a terms notice before you can leave. And a terms notice for an employer that's just taking you within an IT industry, they're not going to wait six, eight weeks for you to, you know, join them. They would have found someone else that was that would be able to take the job within a month. So what I did is I took the brave step and I said, I'm going to quit my job. My husband at the time was not happy that what are you thinking? How can you just quit the job? What are you doing? (laughs) We've got three kids. (laughs) How are we going to cope? But again, I had that intuition in me that I know what I want. And if I want it, I have to go for it. And I have to take that risk. But I didn't take the risk, you know, carelessly. What I did was I applied to be a supplier teacher because I knew if I do day supply, I could still get some income in. I was also tutoring. So that was something I was doing. So I'm always a believer in don't rely on just one source of income. At least try and diversify your income minimum, have at least two income. So I had tutoring. So I scaled that up. 
And then I also then I started to do supply. So in between that, it was a struggle that still wasn't covering enough. So I decided to go to support work Mm. and anybody and not many people know this. Why would you leave your teaching profession and go to support work? Right. No offense to anyone doing support work, but I feel people don't understand a lot of the skills you get from that industry. I learned so much more doing that job and working with people with disability that transferred into what I do now patience, having organizational skills, knowing that you have to be at one a certain place at the right time, not thinking about yourself, but actually thinking about somebody else. This is not as a parent, but actually putting somebody's needs different. I learned so much skills that is transferred into what I do, what I would call mentoring now. When I mentor people, I'm empathetic. I'm caring. And it's not because I was born to be caring. The jobs I've done has helped and shaped me. So unlocking your potential would mean don't be ashamed and don't be afraid to have to take some step back in order to take 20 steps forward. It's okay. Yeah. And I don't think many would have done it. They would have said, oh, I can't be seen doing that job. Mm. For me, I didn't care. It was all thinking about my why. Mm. What's the end in mind? And that's why I say, Esther, even today, Being a certified uh, scrum master, agile coach, enterprise coach, all these lovely accolades, I am still working in progress because there's still so much more I need to unlock. 100%. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for that. No, the first, when you were saying, when you got to the point, you said, oh, I had to leave my teaching job. And my husband was like, we've got three kids. Are you okay? Hmm. As a career coach, coming from a coach's perspective, I will not tell you to leave your job if you don't have another job. But then I like the way you took it back and you said all these other things that you went to do. Now, that is what I call preparation meets opportunity. Because if you had never trained and you've never been maybe educated to be able to be a teacher in the first instance, you probably will not have identified the skills in you or the strength in you to teach outside of the educational UK educational system. But because you knew you had that strength, you had that skill, you were able to take upon yourself tutoring outside of the educational system and then eventually started coaching people. So And if you did not do it well as well, you know, there's something we human beings, we have the answers in us. We're just very, we're very unrealistic. We can be very unrealistic sometimes. We're not truthful to ourselves. You know why you're going through what you're currently going through at work. If we take it just slightly into career now, you know, the complaint, those people that are giving you difficult time at work, you know why they're giving you difficult time because you know you're not meeting up to some of the standards that you're supposed to be meeting up to. You know, I like to say this, my coaching clients will know that I love saying uh, to whom much is given, much is expected. I find out that some people get themselves into that comfort zone and become comfortable. Shade said earlier, she said while she was teaching, she knew there was more to herself. She said, I knew there was more inside of me than what I was currently doing. And the quote I read earlier, just going back to it very quickly, you're stronger than you think. You've come a long way. You should be proud of what you have accomplished and achieved so far. Shadi, even as a teacher, give me an idea of what it was, what teaching was for you. Were you good at it or did you just suck at it? Teaching was another journey for me, Esther. So when I started my teaching, and if you've ever done teaching, teacher's training in the UK, this is how it works. So you apply and for the course, but before you can get put on the course, there are some tests you also do as well. So you have to have your basic literacy, basic maths, and all these things. 
as you do your PGCE, which is your postgraduate certificate in, in education, what you will be asked to do at the time when I trained, you had to do something called a literacy test, a numeracy test. And this literacy test isn't just something you probably think, oh, I can read English. No. There is a specific question, a specific way. They will confuse you with words like commitment, communication. Is it 1M? Is it 2M? And all these, you know, words that are just a bit tricky. And if you're dyslexic, it's going to be very hard. So apart from the passion that you want to teach and you've got the degree to teach, you've got to pass all these, all these things. And actually, Esther, I did that. And, you know, I thought I've done pharmacology degree. Oh, I can do yeah, teaching. Teaching will be. I was joking. I did it. And actually, when I applied for to do it, I remember my first phase. So you have phase one, phase two, and phase three. Phase one of the te te teacher's training, you kind of get to watch someone that's teaching. There's a lot of theoretical part they teach. They teach about the teaching pedagogy, which is your teaching style, the different styles of teaching, and the different type of learners that we engage with and how we can tailor the, the lessons to this. So you have those who are visual, you have those who are auditory, you have those who are kinesthetic learners. So, you know, these style of learning, you have to be able to understand how you can tailor the content within a lesson to the students. So my first school was a great school, very supportive. But I remember my first ever day when I had to teach, I could not sleep the night before. And this wasn't because I didn't know all this theoretical part. Being in a classroom and being present, because you're in front of teenagers. I taught for secondary school. They don't, you know, at the time, I didn't see that passion that they wanted to learn. So you had to make the learning fun. So one of the things you, they get you to do is to do something called a starter. So a starter can just be like a little icebreaker. Okay. Mm. The next week, they make and say, okay, right, you're going to take the first part of the lesson. Maybe the first content, you do that. And eventually you build up that until you take a whole lesson. Mm. My first phase one was very, very hard. I was at a very, I was I at bet. a comprehensive school. It was very challenging, a lot of mixed behavior, a lot of special need. My second phase it was at a school where it was more of a beach lifestyle. It was a school very close to a particular island in Hampshire. And the kids were just had this last affair, this kind of relaxed. So school's just an extra mm. thing. It wasn't like a real passion type of attitude. They would come into school late. They would come into school with the wrong uniform on purpose. So they would be sent home. Wow. So I that realized I've been teaching. a struggle. It was. In terms of I go to class and I'll teach, it wasn't like that. There was so much more baggage. By the time I actually got into a few years into teaching, I started to find myself. I started to find that I love the teaching, but I was now more into the people. We have people who come into school without maybe they haven't eaten or they had from a disadvantaged background. But one particular thing that stuck out to me more, and one of the reasons why it also made it a bit hard for me to leave, was I met a girl. She was someone who came from the southern part of Africa. And she came with very little English. She came with very, very strong accent, African accent. And she came with a lot of baggage. And you know what? It reminded me of me. It reminded me of day. when I came. Oh, yeah. I had a strong accent. And I felt like I didn't fit in. And I saw this girl and I was, and it, I was just like, I have to do everything to help this girl. I mean, I do everything to help all my students. But this particular girl just reminded me of the teacher I wish I had then. Mm. I try to become that. So a lot of stuff happens with teaching. I think people get it wrong that, you know, we see the academic side. It's great. Our yeah. kids go to school to learn, but there's so much more to teaching than just the academic side. Amazing. Thank you so much for breaking that down. And the more, it, to be honest, you know, you're talking about teaching. It's teaching, right? If you're a teacher, you've got to know before you can teach anybody, right? So it's not just a comfortable comfort zone for anybody. 
you want to teach people and there is something I don't know a lot about people but there is something I know about people which is we don't like to look stupid imagine teaching teenagers you always want to show up with your A game because if you don't know it they will call you out teenagers don't know do you know what if you're not British teenagers you will not they're gonna call you out if you don't know your stuff so you showed up every day as a teacher knowing what it is that you wanted to teach not staying in your comfort zone because it also reflected in your need and your questioning for you know what more there is more to me than what I am currently doing you said earlier you mentioned very briefly you said you you studied pharmacology in school and I'm thinking pharmacology and you ended up teaching and now you are where you currently are now. What drove you into teaching in the first instance? Just very briefly, what, what drove you into from so, studying pharmacology to teaching? When I was doing my A-levels, I have a big gap between my brothers and me. I found that I was teaching my brother how to read. That's how it started when I was a teenager. And I actually enjoy that. I love the fact that he couldn't read. I was able to teach him. And every time I took him to nursery then, the nurseries, they were amazed. They were like, wow. He can, like, what will you, what have you been doing at home? So, I've just been reading with him and making sure he practices. And he was able to read by the age of three. Like, he could barely put words together, but he was able to start reading. So they were just, what? And I just found myself just, I loved that journey. And again, I had my classmates in class, when they give us something to write, equation or write an essay, I'll be the first one. I was a bit of an ethical. I like to go to the library. You know, when people go to the cinema, go to the park to play, I was going to the library. You know, I was going to the library to read books. I was going to the library to borrow, I'll borrow books. My mom used to say, how many books are you going to read? I'll borrow, you know, <laughs> there used to be this something called six week reading challenge. And I grew up in East London. Then if you ever know Newham, Newham, there used to be a big library before the new library is in Stratford now. And I will take the bus 474 and I'll, you'll see me with my bag with loads of books. And the next day they'll see me again. I just was a reader. So mm. because I was a reader, and I saw the power of reading, but mm. I wasn't reading novel. I wasn't reading all this Harry Potter. I was just reading science books. I was reading just to kind of... For the fun of get, it. For the fun of it. Not because I was told to, or my mom said, you know, I just loved reading. And I was able to teach my brother. And I was just thinking, wow, I think I'm good at this. So what then happened was when I finished my pharmacology, you know, again, <laughs> diving a bit deeper, I did my um, project on breast cancer cells. So I was um, fortunate enough to create something called an isoflavin, which is a particular drug that basically can help with certain breast cancer cells, which was one called the HSB-90. And I was able to synthesize that. And I actually, we saw some positive results, but I had no sponsorship to take that forward. My mom was a single parent, so it wasn't like she was going to sponsor me take that research further. I wasn't it wasn't like I got a first class in my degree so again there was no sponsorship and I had to park it my passion would have been at that time if I had the sponsorship to carry that research on but then I said well I don't really want to do straight away and I don't want to just go into a job let me do my teaching because I know I love that anyways mm -hmm. and then hopefully within that year I'll figure it out and that's so, how you got into it and that's how I got into it teaching amazing do you know what Shadi said earlier as well she mentioned she said if you knowing what you want knowing what you want she knew what she wanted from identifying our skills of teaching a brother and he understanding it to deciding, you know what, despite the fact that I studied pharmacology, I can still do whatever as long as it's within my strength and if I know it. So sisters, misters, just a reminder out there, just in case you've forgotten, just in case there is something still putting you in doubt in Thomas' face or space, if you've identified it's your strength, go for it already go for it already because you never know maybe that's what will make you happy 
and continuous learning journey. Shadi has mentioned severally. She's talked about the books, even from when she was younger, how she read a lot of books. When you are informed, learning, when you're informed, it fuels, you know, I like to say, you know, learning fuels the need to grow. But you've got to learn first before you get that need to want to grow. If you're not learning, it will be difficult for you to form the belief or the idea of, you know what, maybe I don't belong here. Maybe there is more to me, more inside of me, like she mentioned. So now on that journey, you know, you've gone to, you studied pharmacology, almost even discovered the cure for breast cancer and then went into teaching. And now you did your, your course to go into IT and you've been on that journey for a while now. You said earlier, you know, you needed to pour it all out and just visualize it where you were going to, to help you understand, okay, you know what, what are the steps? These are the steps I need to take. How has that been for you? Because we're still talking about you've come a long way, right? How has that journey been for you? Has it been, you know, it's just been easy, isn't it? Just jumping from one career to the other. <laughs> no way. You understand? It like, you know, it's just today I'm going to do this. <laughs> tomorrow I'm, I'm going to become a medical doctor. No, I am going to go and become president of America tomorrow. Is that how it is? How easy it is? Tell us about it. Talk no. about it. So I have a lot of, I would say, girl and male crushes, right? When I may say girl and male crushes, these are people who I believe are killing it and are doing really well. And these type of people are the people that I like to follow, but not only just follow, but I like to go back and read their story. Sometimes I don't have to go too far to see that. So one of the reasons why I have the people around me that I do right now is because they are those people that I believe they were killing it. They didn't necessarily need to be a celebrity, you know, or an author, but those that I know that they have done what, what I would like to do. And I'm someone that if I see something good in you, I will compliment you. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid to ask for help and say, do you know what? I don't know how to do this. Can you teach me? And I'm lucky to have people around me to be able to have those in my network. And I'm also happy to be that person for others as well when they need it. Because I believe in those things is both ways. There's a quote, and I think from, it was one of our book pod sessions, that we are all making it up as we go along. Nobody knows the way, right? So my A could be your B and your B could be my C. But it doesn't really matter. It's all about the journey that we're taking. There's a lot of obstacles I face. One of the, the biggest obstacles I faced, to be honest, is actually finding who Shade is. Who is Shade? That is my biggest, that was the biggest obstacle. At the time, I was on autopilot being a mom, being a wife, almost like serving everybody else apart from myself. And when I say serving everybody else, I was literally serving everybody else. The point where I started to say, actually, I think I need a mentor. I think I need looking after. I think I need someone that I can go to and not have to be that person for other people. That's the moment my journey began. That's the moment I realized that the things I thought I was struggling with, I wasn't struggling with it. I just never got started with them, right? In my head, for example, I wanted a career change, but I never went for training. So it wasn't the fact that I looked at my salary every month and I was like, I could earn more than this. That was the problem. I was the problem. I hadn't taken any action. So the biggest problem I would say was mindset and understanding what I needed to do with myself. And one of the things was trust because I've opened myself up to friends before and it's been used negatively. 
so careful on who I let into my circle. I have a very small circle of friends. I probably could count them with my, you know, just one on my hand because I'm intentional now. I'm intentional. I don't want lots of friends. I don't want big social circle. I want quality people. And I think we say in BookPod, OQP, only quality people, people. right? And only quality people means you actually have to take time to know these people. Things are going to, you know, you're going to have like husband and wife, you know, things doesn't always go well, right? You're going to have those bumps in the road, but then you're going to get to that next level of, you know, intimacy of knowing each other even more and knowing each other's boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I was intentional about that because I was intentional about that. When I needed to start something new, if I had a friend I thought would help me in that area, I was able to help. Mm. I just knew I had the right people to go to. The other thing was being okay with not being perfect. I'm still a work in progress because of this because I still believe this is still one of the things that is still, I guess, still not allowing me to fully unlock my potential. I love doing things well. Mm. I don't like doing things half-baked. I don't know how to do things half-baked, but I'm learning. And it's probably coming really, well, really, someone who's an agilist, right? Agile is all about breaking things down, doing it, learning. Yes, I understand that. But when it comes to me, and this is why I say I'm still finding me, it's something I'm still working my way through. Correct. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. That was, yeah, a lot to pull apart from that. But one thing Shade said earlier reminded me what I posted today on Instagram. You know what? Ask for it. While I was doing my quiet time this morning and just, you know, I always say, I don't know if I've said it several times on this platform, but anywhere I go, I carry my God with me. I am a Christian. I'm a God lover. I am God people. Honestly, I will take God everywhere I go. And this morning I was doing my quiet time. And one of the, for those that know, I'm currently this year, my goal is to pull apart, read, understand digest know the book of proverbs that's what i'm doing this year and currently i think this morning i was reading the book of proverbs chapter 19 and what i came across even though a lot of people if you know me i'm, I'm sure shadi probably have an idea of this where i'm that person where ask for help don't do it alone the only reason you're still living your average life is because you're doing it alone mediocrity and Shadi said earlier she identified all those things but at the beginning she didn't even seek for she didn't ask for help she didn't go in and she realized she was her own problem a lot of us we are our own village people honestly speaking you don't know but I'm telling you now take this as your reminder you are your own village people go and ask for help the book of Proverbs chapter 20 verse 18 says form your purpose by asking for counsel Form your purpose by asking for counsel. It didn't just stop there. It went further and said, then carry it out using all the help you can get. So even after you found your purpose, now she knew it from teaching, from ecology to teaching. And then in teaching, she realized, I want more. I deserve more. And then she went for this training. Even after the training, she now took the counsel. After identifying what our actual purpose is, she took it out and still went further to ask for help. How many of us are asking for help right now? She also said, she said, she listens to people and reads stories of people that are already where she currently is. Who are you watching right now, sisters, misters? Does it align with where you see yourself? I was having a chat with a lady, I think on Sunday night, just yesterday, the other night. And one of the questions I ask, which I often ask a lot of my clients is the five-year question. I think a lot of, during interview, it comes up a lot. It's not one, it's not an interview question. I ask anybody I'm interviewing for work. 
okay? Because I get to interview a lot of people with the kind of work I'm doing. But I do ask my clients because I believe, I think during the interview, a lot of people just make up this cock and bull stories, this BS response to answering that, where do you see yourself in five years? So this lady on Sunday night, I met her and I was asking her, where do you see yourself in five years? It was heartbreaking where she saw herself in five years. But it's just the lack of information and actually knowing what it is that you want, but living life on your own intelligence, on your own knowledge, on what you're informed about. You live in a four-wall environment. That's all you see. In this office right now, I see some stuff. I see some quotes. If I never live here for a year mine, and I don't go on the internet and do nothing, that's all I'm going to know. And by the time I come out, there'll be iPhone 28. And I wouldn't even know how to operate it. From what Shadia said, she said, would you listen to the people she listens to, the people she reads and give compliments? For the love of me, I don't understand what that would take from anybody. Just make another person smile. Just give compliments. You know, you see people, you identify the grace of God in their life. You identify strengths in their life. No, I am grateful to God. Just like Shadia said, I'm grateful to God for this kind of circle that I have now. Your circle is very important. Right now, this period while we're recording this, there is this stuff going on right now. I don't know, Shadi, if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen it. Ilda Bassi or Bassi. I think that's her name. Yeah, she's the doing lady the cooking challenge. Exactly, the cook challenge. The lady trying to break the Guinness, to break the record of the chef that has cooked the longest in the world. And what I said about that this morning is, that is a true definition of Okay, let me actually, let me pick it up for you and let me read what I wrote this morning about that because it just spoke to me. It was a download to me. It wasn't just for me to, oh, she's doing all of that, but it means something more than what she's doing. That challenge she's currently doing, she could easily just stay in a corner of cooking and just not minding. I did not know who Ilda was before this weekend. I'd never heard about her before. She's a cook in Nigeria, but I don't know because I eat other people's food. I know of other people, but I don't know about her. Now I know. And there are hundreds of thousands of people like myself that now know Ilda because she decided to write her own definition of success and not just stay in a comfort zone, just like we've been talking about today. Just like we've been talking about today. We do understand. I understand. You are stronger than you think. You have come a long way. You should be proud of what you have accomplished and achieved so far. For those of you that this is serving, this conversation between myself and Shade today is serving as a reminder. Do you know what? Good for you. Get on and get on with it. But for those of you that you feel like you're looking at your life right now and maybe you've not even had some time to sit down and look at it because we've come a long way, but we're always looking at the further we need to go, the farther we need to go. What's next? What's next? And we never get to celebrate where we're coming from. Hopefully today's conversation will serve as a reminder for you because it's relatable. And you're thinking, you know what? Actually, where I am right now is not where I started from. It's not where I want to be. Like I like to say, I'm not where I want to be yet. Whatever you think about Esther. Like Shade said at the beginning, fancy words, fancy titles. Whatever you think it's not where I want to be, but I'm grateful for where I'm coming from. So every now and again, hopefully this conversation, pharmacology, again, just to reiterate, pharmacology to teaching, from teaching back to support work, to tutoring, and then doing a crash course, 
to be who she is again. Shadi, please remind us, what exactly do you do right now? What do you do? Give us the fancy titles. We want to hear your fancy titles. Just give it to us. <laughs> Just give it to us. What do you do? So right now I'm a portfolio agile coach, also an enterprise transformational coach. Um, and I work within the IT aviation and aerospace to support teams that are working on the digital solutions. So for example, one of the products that we work on are things to do with borders. As you go through border, all those fancy technology that scans your face and recognizes that you and, and all those fancy products, I support the team that builds that. I support directors and VPs on, you know, coaching them and guiding them on how to have a you know relationship with the directs and supporting them with sometimes advising, sometimes creating data that will help them to to make decisions or doing an audit review. So I wear many hats within my role and also support Scrum Masters. So I work across from Scrum Master all the way to the C-suite executive level. And again, Esther, I'm still learning because this level is still is a journey. And I think because of my learning nature, it's allowed and exposed me to find out more about myself and where my gaps are. But that's what I do. Amazing. Look at that. All the sophistication in that. It sounds like Chinese. She got, she lost me a little bit, but you're not there. If you can't lose someone in the conversation of what you do for a living, do, are you even an expert? Are you an expert? Now call me village people right there. But the truth is it wasn't easy. And all of that, she said, it doesn't feel like work. There is something about identifying your purpose, knowing what it is that you want for yourself and going for it. That's amazing. It's a great feeling. Let it serve as a reminder, like I said, and I keep saying, a reminder to you, if you're stuck under the doubting Thomas umbrella right now, and you're like, you know what? I don't think I can do it. I shouldn't do it. Shade is, she's a mother. She's a mother of three beautiful, amazing kids. You can do anything as long as you put your art to it. To round up for today, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time for coming on here because I know it's a lot because, you know, I know you're very busy. You're a very busy madam. Do you understand? But what do you have to say to people that are potentially just finding their way right now into their definition of success? What do you have to say to them? I'd say start with where you are. Look around you, you probably still, you have all the things you need. When I mean all the things, you probably have people around you that can take you to that next level without going on any fancy course. And it's okay to be a work in progress. It's okay to, to make the mistakes. I think the mistakes I made is what made me better. Like I said, you need to identify your circle, identify those around you who are not serving you and politely just distance yourself. You know, there was a time I narrowed myself and just focused on me and that's okay. Sometimes you have to go low, you have to be a loner because when you get to that person that you need to be, you attract the right people and the right network. So if you look around you and you can't see anybody that's going in the direction you want to go, you might need to do it alone until God puts people in your way that will carry that journey with you. Thank you so much. She said right there, she mentioned you should distance yourself from the village people in your story. If you're the village people in your story, distance yourself from that version of you as well. Because sometimes it's not even always other people. Sometimes we are our own issue and problem. Thank you, Shade. One more question. Now, with everything, you've given the advice now and all of that stuff. You mentioned some of the things that you've done on your journey to where you currently are. And I like the fact that you keep saying you're a work in progress because comfort zone is the thief of success. 
comfort zone is the teeth of success. So what would you, from what you're doing that you've told us about for the person that is struggling to find that for themselves, what is your, what would you have them take home from this conversation today? So you said comfort zone is a teeth of the people, right? Comfort zone is the teeth of success. It is. It okay. just steals your success from you because you've decided, oh yeah, this, oh, I've made it. I've arrived, isn't it? But now based on conversation we were having before we eat the record button, you went to a program today, right? And mm-hmm. you were talking about how you felt in that environment, despite the fact that you're a boss babe at work. But now you got to a place and you're like, oh, I'm not boss babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in that environment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I think one of the things I've realized this year, and I'll say it's, you know, something, again, it's still unlocking that potential, is that sometimes you have built that circle and you're doing well, but sometimes that circle no longer serves you to where you're going. It no longer serves you, not because, you know, the people are bad for you, but because you have to think bigger. Hmm. And if you don't, the danger is you actually regress. I'll give you an example. I think the latest Samsung phone is S23. Give it six months. You'll be hearing the sound of the S24 or whatever coming through. Now, if you bought a Samsung S23 today and you left it in a box, left it in your wardrobe, and six months later you opened it, hmm. do you know that phone? Hmm. You have to do all this version. You have to grade, upgrade. You have not opened the phone, no. Hmm. And that's how we are. So the version of you today is the new shiny Samsung or whatever the latest iPhone is. That's you today. You next year, the version you are now cannot not serve. Work. Hmm. would not work you need to upgrade hmm. that's why i believe it's the danger because now where you're killing it where you know things your knowledge is not needed anymore hmm. okay yes. <laughs> so i think the comfort zone is identify what makes for me identify what makes you tick identify what gets you excited are you doing that if you're not living that then you will be comfortable because maybe you're like you can hide all those insecurities all those baggage under a job title so just be careful just really check yourself look yourself in the mirror and be true to yourself when no one's there am i really do i really feel fulfilled am i living a life of purpose if you can't answer that question truthfully that do you know what i feel like i am i'm not there yet but i'm getting then that's fine but if not then you might want to seek out a mentor as a starting point Amazing. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate your time, Shade. So tell us a book that you're currently reading because we know you're a book lover. Like I said, she's a book pod member. For those of you that are wondering, that's our personal development community where we inspire, we hold each other accountable so we don't remain in our comfort zone. If you want to check us out, check us out on Instagram and you can click on the link in my bio on esther.a underscore coaching.com. For those of you as well that are yet to follow this particular podcast, follow the podcast. Click on the follow and like button. I did mention I had to change platforms. So some of the episodes below this ones are re-uploaded, but please guys rate it, drop your comments on any of the platforms, wherever you're listening to this from. So shout it to Roundup for today. Tell us a book you're currently reading or a book you read in the past that you would recommend that can help people that potentially help move things around in your life. And you mentioned earlier that you also read about people that are currently where you are in order for you to learn about their journey. So tell us one person that did it for you and a book that did it for you. 
Oh, okay. It's hard to narrow it down to one book, Esther. So I'm going to give two books. Okay. My all time favorite book is Les Brown, Courage to Live Your Dreams. I listen to that book every time I'm feeling like I need that extra reboot. That's my book. And I'm also rereading a book by someone called Brene Brown, which is called Dare to Lead. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a leader, you need to be think like a leader. You need to be following leaders and you need to read their books and so that you can get insight into their mindset. And in terms of who I'm following right now, to be honest, (laughs) the person I'm following right now is Esther. And I think I like the season of Esther. Yes, I like the season of Esther. Not necessarily Esther because she's doing podcasts, but I feel like the energy that you have, I have that. And I I do mention the energy in the room. I like that energy. And I I feel like every season there's, you know, people that you can follow. I'm a great believer. You don't need to look too far. We don't need to look at celebrities. And that's why if you're intentional about your network, that is enough. Sometimes we look too far ahead and we miss it. We miss the gem that we have around us. If someone is meeting Esther for the first time, they would see that that's a gem. If you're used to Esther, then you probably don't realize that you've got a gem because you're just used to that person. You know, so I think it's always important to really identify that. And when you see someone on a purpose, on a buzz, and got that energy, you need to, I think, to ride on that journey. So that's wicked, man. She just wanted to make me do water works. That's wicked, wicked, wicked. Oh my goodness, Shade. Thank you so much. Means a lot, honestly. And by the way, guys, those two books she mentioned were read it in the community. I think about a year or two ago now. And it's, you know, obviously it did it for her. You might want to pick it up as well. And you're always welcome if you want to join the community as well. If you're looking for a community of sisters, of amazing people that will hold you accountable to your dreams and your journey into your definition of success, check us out. Thank you so much once again. You have no idea how I appreciate your presence today and the time you've given to us on this podcast. This is not for my village people again, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, share with your friends, with your family and those people that are not for my village people in your circle. Maybe this will get them on another corner. Okay. Thank you, guys. Bless. Bye-bye now. Bye, bye, bye.